This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. And welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin and I'm your host. I lead the ministry here at Parenting for Faith. I hope you had a good Easter. I was very fortunate I got to go away with my family. Now I phrased that carefully. I say I got to go away, not we went on holiday. Because speaking to some people without kids, when I say I went on holiday, they think I had a rest. People say, was it relaxing? Uh, And it was brilliant. We made lots of memories. I'm really glad we did it. Um, But it was really hard work. It is a lot of faff getting organised to go away, isn't it? And then being somewhere else where you don't have all the things that you'd have at home. Uh, So if your Easter was a little bit busy and there were quite a lot of things going on and you're not feeling too rested, just know you're not alone. That's very normal and okay. Um, But I hope you are excited about the start of this new term. I'm really excited about the start of this podcast season. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. And so I wanted to explain to you Uh, what we're doing and why. We have got some amazing guests lined up, so just to give you a little bit of a taster, um, next week we've got Phil Togwell from Lectio for Families, Prayer Spaces for Schools and 24-7 Prayer. Uh, We've got Karen Allen coming on, Dave Hill from HeartSmart, who's the director of Bethel Kids. Uh, We've got guys from Prayer Storm, from Tear Fund, Victoria Beach from God Venture, Dr Naomi Graham from Growing Hope, Anita Devi from Team ADL, and Ollie Goldenberg from Children Can. So loads of really, really interesting people who have been kind enough to come and join me to chat um, about this new season. Now, as I say, it's something a little bit different and something that's quite personal, actually. It's something God's been stirring in me for a long time. And it's really about uh, what it's like for us as parents to be God's children. So I've been running Parenting for Faith courses for many years. Uh, Some of you will know Parenting for Faith existed even before it was part of BRF six or seven years ago. Rachel Turner made some DVDs and distributed them herself. Um, And one of the things that I used to find is after the first session of the course where we talk about creating windows and just showing the children and young people in your life a little bit of your own relationship with God, that quite often there was someone who was a bit quiet and a bit cautious and came up at the end and said, this is great, I can see how that's really simple, that's really easy to do, but I've got a bit of a confession, I've got something I want to share and to talk about, which is that I don't really have much of a relationship with God anymore, or I've never really had much of a relationship with God, like maybe I come to church out of habits or routine or there's lots of other good reasons for coming to church, but... I don't really know what it is to be God's child, to have him parenting me and have his love and his support as a part of my normal everyday life. Um, And for other people, they did used to have a relationship with God like that before children. (laughs) But, you know, so many things change when we become parents, whether that's through uh, birth or adoption or fostering, that... Lots of routines and rhythms are different. Uh, There's not as much time on your own anymore. There's not as much sleep. And I've just found that lots of people are really struggling to think through what this looks like in a different season of life. And so God gave me a little bit of a nudge and asked me to create a resource to help people with this. Um, And I didn't do it straight away, uh, but he really challenged me about it and said that this is something that 
people need and that would be helpful. And I replied to him and said, look, God, I just really don't think I have time. I don't have capacity. When would I do this? And very clearly, I felt him say Thursdays at eight (laughs) o'clock. There was nothing abstract about it. It was no like picture that I could interpret in every way. Anyway, he was very clear with me. So I started sitting down for an hour on Thursdays at eight o'clock and just writing whatever I felt like God was saying to me. Um, And there was lots. It flowed. It kept coming. And what has come out of that is a book which is being released on the 21st of July. It's called Being God's Child, A Parent's Guide. And it looks at the things that we can learn from our kids, from our children. They are experts at being children uh, just by their very existence. And so how we can take that learning and take some of those ideas and apply it to our own relationship to God. So that's going to be the theme for this season. So we're going to take those things that kids are good at, like um, asking lots of questions or messing up without giving up or recognising and sharing their emotions um, and talk to our guests about what this looks like for us as adults, for us as parents, and also to explore what it might look like for our children as well. So there's a few different things going on here. We're going to be talking around some big topics, but I really hope and pray that it blesses you and that it's helpful to you. Um, So yes, that's what we're doing. Now, I have a very exciting guest today. Um, I've got a friend of mine, Tore, and I really thought that she would be great to kick off this season. Uh, We discuss kind of generally what it means to be God's child when you're the parent. So I'm joined now by my friend Toro. Toro and I have known each other a few years, but we've actually not been in contact very much since COVID. So this is an absolute treat for me. It's been so much fun to get back in touch. Toro, could you start by just introducing yourself? Okay, yeah. Thank you so much, Anna. It's such a privilege to be here with you. Yes. Um, It's like, you know, even though we haven't seen since COVID, um, it's like we've seen each other a lot, you know, because we've just kind of like reconnected and that is absolutely brilliant. So that is the beauty of rich relationships over the years. You know, when you come back, you just kind of like, you know, refire where from where you left it. So, yeah. So I am Toro, um, also known as Lady T. Um, um, a nickname that my mother gave me. And now it's just, you know, it's my brand now, Lady T. Um, I'm a mother of um, three amazing um boys um men in the making now the eldest being 17 um uh, um, the second one is going to be 14 and then an 11 year old um they keep me going they keep me on my toes on my feet they give me a life and um Yes, a full-time mom in full-time employment um, as a social work consultant and um, a trauma-informed coach, just doing seven in the church. And um, yeah, I've got um, a lot going in my life. That That is part of who I am, my identity, um, and as, as a child of God. So I'm just really excited to be here and to be part of this, this project. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And I was just saying, um, the reason I asked you to be on this opening episode is I really feel like you're someone that lives this out. You really know uh, God as your heavenly father and him supporting you and loving you. So that's my first question, really, is about that. Um, What does it mean to you to be God's child and how does it make a difference to you in your parenting day to day? Okay, you know, when I was I was thinking about that and I the the fact that you 
you talk about being a child means obviously there is a father involved um, because it takes two to bring a child into the world, even though, you know, not, you know, we don't see a lot of people who remain as fathers. But I think what this means to me is that I've got a father, number one. And um, growing up, obviously, as um, in my childhood, I didn't really have a good um, father-child connection and um, and role model in that sense. I mean, my father was a role model in terms of being an entrepreneur, extremely rich, very hardworking man. Um, um, but he was he was also an absentee father in in the sense um, and not meeting a lot of emotional needs. You know what um, a lot of the fathering was from the traditional. Um, perspective of as long as the father is providing money you know hey you've got a roof over your head and 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 all of that but there wasn't mm. a relationship a connection um and so i i grew up without the love of a father all right um and um so coming into christ and after several years coming to actually realize that my perception of my father was impacting on my relationship with God. Um, I went through a journey of rediscovering God as a father. And um, that, that was very key for me because I also found myself in a, in, in a loveless marriage. And, um, and so at that point in time, it was about, okay, who, who do I have? Who am I? Um, and so that relationship with God as my father actually got refired and reconnected and rewired and that completely changed my life and started me on a completely new trajectory where today for me as a child of God it means that you know I've got God as my source because that word father is Abba in Greek and it's 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 the pata which means the source so God is my source and just like a father would bring a child into the world and then, you know, would care for that child, um, would be actively involved in, in, you know, everything about that child. That is the kind of relationship that I have with God now. I see him taking interest in every area of my life. And because I see him as my source and him being interested in every area of my life and even knowing all about, I mean, he knows it. He said before I was formed in my mother's womb. He knew me. So it's it's that 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 has kind of like helped me, anchored me in my relationship with him that you are father. You know, everybody may leave, but my father would not leave. Um, uh, um, uh, people may not understand me, but my father understands me. Um, when I'm in need, my father provides. When I'm when I need protection, he protects me. So everything. I, I literally take I, I take it literally as as a father child relationship in the natural. That is actually how it is. It is that real to me that God is not a heavenly father somewhere up there, far away, but he is he right here. He is he is there as a father that I'm so connected with, and we're doing life together. We're mm. doing life together. He is close and um Yes, he knows me, feels my heartbeat. And so as a parent, what does this mean for me? How does it make a difference? I think it just really shows me as well that, you know, my children depend on me um, as, as a parent, just like I depend on God. And if God is my source and my children are looking to me to parent them, then I've got to remain 
connected to that source because you know the bible talks about the branch and the vine remaining in the vineyard um in the vine and you know apart from him we cannot be a fruit so for me it just really means that i need to in, in order for me to parent properly safely um lovingly i need to stay connected to my source which is which it which is god almighty that is beautiful thank you for explaining that so well and sharing so vulnerably and i love that you also unpicked there that um this this can be true even if you haven't had a great uh, or a perfect experience of a father in your life none of us have had perfect fathers um you know or been in marriages that have had uh, continued in that way and worked really well that um father god can still be there that's that's huge it's really massive yeah and 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 even as i think about it father um there is a song that i love so much um anna that really encapsulates this whole relationship for me it's jaira by elevation worship and mm-hmm. the fact the fact that you know he says i'll never be more loved than i am right now to find a father who loves me unconditionally it's just absolutely liberating he said you know i wasn't holding you up so we're not holding god up so there's nothing i can do my faults my shortcomings cannot change the love you know that he has for me so there's nothing i can do you know to let him down and he says it doesn't take a trophy to make you proud of me you are pr- god is proud of me every waking day and i just need to know it it needs to be a re- it needs to be a revelation in my spirit and obviously in that same way i'm i'm wanting and desiring every day to be able to pass that on to my kids that just because we're all, at the end of the day we're all children of god it's just that god has big children and he has little children so <laughs> yeah. the, as the parent i'm the big child and then my children are the little child so is that that love that flows from God to me flows through to them. So does it have to take a trophy to make me smile? What are my expectations? You know, that love has to be unconditional. So yeah, that is that is my revelation of God being a father to me. So good. We'll pop a link to uh, that song in the show notes if you haven't heard it before. So people can whack it on and uh, sing it out at home. So I wanted to ask you as well, part of the problem of, well, not the problem, but one of the things that we can find hard as parents is we're used to being the the grown-ups, the ones in charge, right? The ones who um, organize everything and make things happen and look after our kids. And so to get back into that child role uh, and say, we're children of God, we can become like children and him, the father, as you've just explained so well, can feel quite tricky and I just wondered, you've got lots of children in your life. You've got your your um, sons and the children that you work with. Whether you ever see anything in them that kind of inspires you to be more childlike with God? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I think that the first thing that I just want to say is the childlike faith. You know, you mentioned being childlike and that's carefree attitudes you know, it's like the, the the expectation that, hey, you're there for me. Mm. My life revolves around you. <laughs> you know, the expectation that you're there as, as parents and they rely on you, um, you know, because, hey, like my middle child would say to me sometimes, oh, you brought us into this world, <laughs> you know. So, so you have to do this and you have to do that. And so it's like, you know, that carefree attitude that, you know what, they just trust implicitly that you are you are there for them. You've got them. 
you're going to meet those needs when they wake up. There's going to be food on the table. There's going to be a warm house. There's going to be clothes on their on their body. There's going to be a car to take them to school. You know, <laughs> there will be petrol in the car or diesel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, the bills would be met. They would have money in their, you know, in this in their lunch account, or you've ordered meals. There is just all that expectation and you will be there at the end of the day. You know, you'll be there to listen to them. So there was just all this expectation that, you know, they don't need to remind you every day. It, it's just that they just expect that automatically. And I'm like, God, I mean, if if this is how my children feel about me as their parents, then that is exactly, you know, how I'm supposed to be and and this is also God showing me so I learn a lot about I've learned a lot about my relationship with God and um, through my relationship with my children as a parent um, because it, it really drives it home and the Bible talks about if our heavenly I mean if our natural parents or if we as natural parents want to want to give good gifts to our children want to care for them want to give them the best how much more our heavenly father you know so God so I'm like you know what, I think I'm missing out. I better wake up to this, you know, let's just abandon everything to God because that is what he's saying as well. He hasn't designed us to carry all those burdens, all this care. He encourages us to cast it on him. You know, he says we should pray. So for me, it's about taking those needs to God. Okay, there you go. As my children brings the need, I take it to God. <laughs> God, we're all your children. Your children need this. <laughs> your children need this. And so for me, it's it's about just being um, just being dependent on God and just expecting, having the expectation that he will meet my needs. Yeah. So that I can meet the needs of the children. And also another aspect is just that unconditional love um, mm. that, you know, the children just expect you to, you know, to love them regardless. And it's us as parents that begins to teach them. Otherwise, you know, it's those expectations that you know those I mean obviously maladaptive behaviors that we bring in or if you want me to love you you're going to do this you're going to do that you know we begin to set and teach them that you've got to earn that love and so I but naturally children just they, they just expect us to love love them you know regardless and 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 because of that love um, they're also safe to push boundaries in that con you know in, in that context of safety yeah. you know and, and and they're like oh yeah you know oh mom I know I went over by five minutes I should have been off you know at eight but I went over by by five minutes well you're gonna forgive me aren't you <laughs> because you love me you know and 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 I, and obviously as 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 we grow in our, in our walk with the lord um as a believer you know we we need to get to that place of prompt obedience but we do miss it and the bible talks about how god does not treat us as our sins deserve he is merciful he is gracious and even when we have missed it you know what we can go back to him we can say you know what i missed it and his love will never change so it's for me it's been about just knowing that God loves me unconditionally, just like this children believe that, you know, that they are loved unconditionally. Um, but it really saddens me to see, obviously I work with children and families and a lot of children who believe that they have to earn the love of their parents. They doubt, you know, whether they're loved, whether they're accepted, whether they're, you know, um, before they get an affirmation, they have to have done 
so many things and bent over back and backwards and and it just really saddens me because it takes away that um that um inherent you know um nature that need or how god has designed them to just be hey i'm here i'm i'm loved unconditionally so um they don't believe they have to perform all right mm. to be loved and for me that was something that god had to deliver me from because i was raised by a father who was performance driven i i mean i and and those were things that god had to reveal to me to bring me into this father child connection like he wants it because i had to, i had to perform you have to have the is score in in xy educationally obviously been from a nigerian heritage you know i mean don't come back home without being at least part of the top 3 in the class you know mm. and and the pressure that i grew up under you know um um in 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 my childhood um really really did impact on how i saw god um you had to be prim and proper everything had to be this way on the dining table you had to and you had to speak you know in a certain way you had to dress because it was all about the outward it was so much about the outward that was how i was raised and so um coming into our adulthood these were some of the um the layers that god had to walk through with me just to let, help me to understand that actually no you don't have to you know it doesn't take a trophy to make me proud of you i'm not asking you to perform for me I just want you to be a child. Just know that you're my child. I love you unconditionally. There is nothing more I could do. You know your faults do not move me. Yes, we will walk through them, and um, and so and that's really how God wants us to be with our children. That regardless of the faults and the and um and the and the and the um shortcomings that we have, that we are patient. You know, I have to be remembered on a daily basis that Toro, I'm patient with you, so you got to be patient with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so my expectations cannot be higher there when God is saying to me, drop your expectations because this is I'm just I just want you to be free with me. You have access. There is nothing mm. you can do to earn it. You Christ already paid for it. Just take it in embrace it and be free from all the encumbrances and all the expectations that you know that has shaped you so it's it's really been a beautiful journey um I, honestly i love i could talk about this relationship <laughs> i we're going to have to get you back i think because i want to hear more there was so much truth there and so much depth mm. i guess um what i'm really encouraged by is how much this this really does impact your day to day and i'm just thinking for some parents listening busy parents lots of stuff on juggling loads of balls um and it can just feel like there's no time left to work on that relationship with god to spend time with him to connect with him i was talking to the parent of a newborn the other day and she said oh when does it get back to normal I was like, uh, I mean, I've got good news and bad news. It never really gets back to normal. Um, but you find a new normal. And I just wanted to ask your advice really on, you know, for people who are feeling really overwhelmed and just like they they don't know how to connect with God in this season of life with children. However, their children have arrived through birth, through adoption, they just feel like it's very different to the relationship with God they had when they weren't a parent. Do you have any kind of advice or encouragement for them? Yeah, I think I will go back to what their expectations are. What, how do they see God? What, I mean, are they? Do they see God as um, um, a performance-oriented father? 
where mm. we've got to perform because um, the Bible talks about us coming to God as as we are. You know, we have free access, and you don't. It's not about um, a posture. It's not about you know um, a formula. It's about just connecting with Him where you're at, whether it's on that bed whether it's in the kitchen, wherever you are. I think it's just about being mindful that God is everywhere. And it's a, it's a relationship. Um, just like, you know, you know, you're in a relationship with, 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 a, with a partner and, you know, you wake up, you talk in bed, you talk in the toilet, you talk in the bath, you talk wherever. Communication is going on constantly. And I think that's really, communication is the essence of, it's the lifeline, isn't it? So a relationship. So if it's about Connect, staying connected and building that relationship, then that's it. It's about communication and there is no time of the day, no place where that can take place. It can take place whilst you're breastfeeding that baby, wherever you are. I think it's about us just really wanting to connect and we um, and, 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 and then creating the space, you know, where we're at to be able to connect with him for however um Oh, I mean, how often? If it's five minutes, there are people who say they pray every day. And I used to think, how do you pray every day? How do you talk to God every day? But then I realized it's not because they're not doing any work, because I used to think, oh my God, they, must, <laughs> they probably do not have a job. No, it's just that they have made that communication. That communication line is always open wherever they're at. They're just talking to God. So it's not about, it's not a religion and it's not, there is no formula to it. It's just being yourself with God and just communicating. And I think it's so key because it is the source. I mean, like I said, you can't, unless the, the, the branch abides in the vine, you can't bear fruit. So you want strength. He's the source of your strength. You want joy, which will give you strength. He is the source of that strength. You know, you need wisdom for, you know, to parent. He is the source of it. And I think it's just about realizing that, oh my God, this is my lifeline. This is, this is, Seriously, this relationship is my lifeline. And when you realize that it is that important, then you prioritize it. So for me, um, it would, I mean, it would, for those obviously who have babies, you have to do it where you're at. Um, but for me, because I'd formed the habit of um, waking up early. So, I mean, I know it can be difficult when you've just had a baby. Maybe you've had a really rough night and then, you know, somebody's expecting you to wake up in the morning and and, and go and again, don't forget, you don't have to leave your bed. It's about you just <laughs> realizing that this is my, this is, this relationship is hinged on communication. I must communicate. Even nowadays, reading the Bible has been made so easy play it, put it on audio, Bible, you know, and just let it play. These are all the things that I've used, obviously, because, I mean, I've been in this season of raising kids for a, a long time. And so I've, I've learned to work with the things that I have because I just couldn't afford to let go, to let this relationship, you know, slack because he is what I need. He is that father. He is my closest friend. I mean, the Bible talks about looking to him for help. So, if I'm if, if I'm prioritizing other people above him, then I've really missed it. And those people would disappoint me. Um, so my eyes have got to be on him. And like I said, there is no formula. But you just need to you just need to realize that. Hang on a sec. He is the substance of my life. He is my help. He is my source. Everything that I need is in him. And he's the one that would remain constant when all those other things are no longer there. So I just want to just challenge you, just encourage you that, you know what, you start with where, start where you're at. If you're able to give more time, give it, but it has to be priority because you're missing out. You're missing out because you're not then trying to do everything in your own strength 
but he's the strength of your life. And, you know, just to, just to chip in very quickly, Anna, even in my day-to-day work, I see God just really meeting me. I mean, there will be times when I just know that I've got so much going on and he would just completely reschedule my, 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 my calendar. Meetings will be canceled, you know, visits will be canceled, things will be rescheduled. And, and I'll be like, oh, thank you, Lord. You just freed me so I could breathe. So I just, God wants to walk with us. He wants to, you know, it's for me, I say to single moms, it's, partnering with God. So I need him on a day-to-day, hourly, uh, by hourly basis. So I'm partnering with him, all right, on this journey. So it's not me doing something in my strength. It's I need God. I need I need him. Mm. <laughs> Wonderfully explained. Thank you so much. There's one last thing before you go, Toro, which is in your introduction, you very humbly didn't mention that you have a whole ministry and support group on the side. Can you just share about that for anyone who it might be helpful for? Yes. So um, um, I'm so I'm the founder of the whole woman um, ministry. It's a ministry that promotes wholeness, um, the rebuilding and restoration of single moms. I think it was a vision that really um, became real to me when I started my journey of singleness. There was really nothing around, nothing available that I could plug into. And so um, from my as, as I began to heal and God walking me on this journey, um, he dropped this vision on my heart to come alongside of the single um, moms and to, you know, to strengthen, to support, to equip them so that they can rebuild their foundations, you know, like, because when you come out of, when you've been in an abusive relationship and you've come out of that toxic um, relationship, um, your foundations are seriously shaking, your self-esteem, your identity, so many things, and you just don't know where to start. And so, mm. um, so the, the, the mission is to really strengthen, you know, support and just equip single moms so that they can, you know, begin to rebuild their lives and, you know, maximize their potential. There is so much God has put in us. And just because life has happened does not mean that God has forgotten about those. So it's about helping them to re- to pick up those um, areas um, of brokenness and to make something, you know, new to start afresh and be a positive role models for their children um and so we have a facebook community called the whole woman connection um it's a platform where again we inspire resilience change and wholeness so check us out on facebook um i'm sure that information will be there on the um on the on the podcast somewhere um so check us out on the on facebook the whole woman connection so connection with an x Connections. And obviously, we're also on Instagram. Um, that's T at the Whole Woman Ministry, T double E at the Whole Woman Ministry. Um, so there are different opportunities of, and platforms that I'm trying to use to reach out to single moms. Um, also, we know that they are um, a minority. Um, the world will class them as disadvantaged, but absolutely not. How can you be disadvantaged as a child of God? Absolutely not. So, <laughs> yes, preach it, sister. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it, it, it's a support group that that really reaches out to strengthen, to equip um, single moms and just to let them know that hang, actually your life is not ended because you're a single mom. God does not look less at you. Um, you're not an inferior species. You're a child of God, like we've been talking about, you know, and, um, and just really to help them to come into their full identity in Christ as opposed to who somebody thinks they are. Wow. 
I do you know what? I'm not going to add anything to that. I'm just going to leave it there for people to mull on. Thank you for all your wisdom. Thank you for setting up that group and that ministry and sharing. I think that's really going to help a lot of people. So we'll pop the link in the show notes. Um, do either join that yourself or pass on the details if you've got a friend uh, in that situation. Lady T, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Anna. It's been a pleasure to be here to serve. And we like to end our conversations with a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. This week's question is this. Why do you think God made parents? Have a great conversation. We'll be back next week with Phil Togwell. He's part of 24-7 Prayer. He uh, is the founder of Lectio for Families and he's also involved with Prayer Spaces for Schools. Join us next week. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.